0: Hello everybody, I'm Bill with the Coastal Bend Peace Officers Association, and we are 10-8, Case number, please.
1: Case number B e, Julian 338-LAST-40854,
0: Julian 338-LAST-40854.
1: I'll show you in route as well. Carlson, 7-Boy 203, stand by for 21. Carlson, quarter. We'll
0: be assisting them on a traffic stop. I'm
1: clear. For- I'm
0: Welcome to our podcast today. This is Bill. Our guest today is Chief of Police Russell Smith with the Woodsboro Police Department. I've known Russell a long time, a good man, and I do believe the right man for the job as Chief of Police. He was uh, newly appointed just recently, and uh, I think you'll enjoy our little interview. Also, you'll notice that the sound, as far as my end of it, when I'm talking to Russell It's not the best. Russell's recording is fine, his audio. So it's a work in progress, so please forgive me, and uh, we hope you enjoy our podcast. Okay, as uh, we start the interview off, I just want to say first and foremost, congratulations on your being appointed Chief of Police of Woodsboro.
1: Appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Is this something you wanted to do or it just fell in your lap? What happened? It kind of
1: fell in my lap. I wasn't particularly pursuing it. Uh, I retired from Austin Police Department back in uh, 2017, moved back down here just before Harvey and uh, had just planned to retire, kind of play golf, chill out down in Woodsboro. I'm from Woodsboro, grew up in Woodsboro. Uh, my folks have both uh, passed on, so I inherited their house. And uh, my wife's from Refugio, so we we're just going to come down here and, and live. And, uh, did that for a couple of years, played golf with this chilled out. And, uh, actually my license had expired and, uh, sheriff's office was looking for a reserve deputy to help out in the courtroom, uh, bailiffing. So I, that's how I got started kind of back into it. Uh, had to reactivate my license and go through all that procedure. And then, uh, I did that for, oh, probably about six months. And then, uh, Martin De Leon was the previous chief here. And he asked me if I would come on and work as an augmentee work in a federal grant called Stone Garden. And uh, so I did that, worked 24 hours a week uh, for him, and then I continued to bailiff. so I had a dual commission thing. Uh, continued doing that up until August uh, of this past year. And the previous chief, uh, Ryan Gregory, uh, took a teaching job, so he resigned as chief. And so uh, the mayor and city council uh, asked me if I would step in as interim chief. So uh, then I was interim chief from uh, September 5th, I believe, is when they uh, voted me in. And then uh, this past Tuesday, uh, January 6th, I believe it was, uh, they asked me to come on as full-time chief. So uh, I accepted that. So, yeah, again, I wasn't particularly looking for it. It kind of came looking for me. My intention was to retire. But, you know, I guess when the calling comes, uh, you know, you go with the flow. So, yeah.
0: and, and show me a little bias, but I've known you all my life for the most part. I mean, we both went to Woodsboro High School together. Yes, I mean, never thought our paths would be law enforcement. And mm-hmm. then here we are back together again back. as old men. So, yeah. Uh, but I'm not a chief, I'm just uh, with the SO. so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our past did take a different path, so to speak. You went to the military.
1: Yes. Yeah. I did 20 years uh, in the Air Force, military police. Yeah. CID investigator, basically. So. So
0: that was kind of getting your foot in the door.
1: It was for my, law enforcement. It was not. Now my original intention. I actually, uh, when I graduated high school here, in Woodsboro, uh, I uh, went to B County College over in Beeville for a period, and uh, was actually started out working as a part-time dispatcher for a County Sheriff's just Office, just like me.
0: B County yep. College, Refugio, SS- yes, so, sir. So the parallels are. Wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I had actually applied uh, to Corpus Christi Police Department back in the day. Uh, In fact, back in those days, you could be an officer at 19 years old, and I was 19 years old. Uh, You could actually be commissioned, even though you couldn't buy a gun or you couldn't buy bullets. It was kind of an odd deal. Uh, uh, So that's why you did the military route? It is. That that was off the recommendation of, uh, there was a captain, I believe he was, was my board chair. I went through everything, went all the way up to the oral board, and uh, he took me outside, and, and frankly, at 19 years old, I probably looked like I was 15 years old. Yeah. And he pretty much told me, he said, you know, you're, you're a young man. And he said, uh, you know, I've got to put you in situations with family disturbance. You know, 50-year-old man, how are you going to go in there and, and deal with that? And he said, you know, you seem like a, a good kid, so to speak. And uh, he said, but let me, let me make a recommendation. He said, why don't you go in the military a couple of years, uh, get a little experience under your belt, Said so you'll get veterans' preference when you came back out, and uh, so obviously that night I was not very happy. I was hurt. I mean, I was—I've been declined, so I was—you know—not—not not a happy camper. But I thought it over, and uh, actually talked to a couple of troopers that worked uh, in Refugio County, as well as some of our county deputies at that time. And majority of those guys back in the day were prior military. Had a lot right. of veterans that were police officers, right. and uh, so they said, you know, you you might want to think about doing that. And then uh, one of them, in fact, uh, Jose Pettis, was uh, one of our troopers back then.
0: Yeah, And uh,
1: he had been in the Air Force. And he had suggested, he said, you know, look into the Air Force. And he said, uh, back back then, I don't know how it is now, but you could actually get a guaranteed job. And I told him I would go in if they could guarantee me a law enforcement job. And that's kind of how my law enforcement side, I went from dispatching to, you know, actually military police officer, investigator, and so forth uh my intention was never to stay 20 years uh but uh you know things happen and uh are you glad you did I am i, I am really glad i i got a lot of good experience that has right. helped me just generally in life uh you know everybody thinks about oh military but we were no different we're just another section of society with the same obviously we operated under the UCMJ rules right. but still the same laws it's all based on you know the the basic uh premise of law enforcement and laws and, and so forth. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad I did. It, it helped my writing skills. I learned a lot. Uh, when I was in the Air Force, I worked everything from homicides, sexual assaults, uh, you name it. We did. We had everything in the military that, that you do in the civilian world. So I pretty much experienced it, experienced it all.
0: But now you're seeing and we're seeing men and women come into law enforcement with no experience in the military Mm -hmm. are you seeing the difference in how they do their jobs you know you're talking about report writing things Mm -hmm. like this are you seeing a difference versus what you went through and what you had to do
1: yeah i mean we're i will say we're getting a lot of college educated uh younger folks coming into law enforcement at least we have uh as you know right now it's getting more and more difficult to find people that want to be police officers especially the younger generation we've become kind of an unpopular part of society Right. In many ways. And uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it, it's, it is different, but uh, it, it's good and bad. Uh, I do have I have found uh, and of course, I'm retired Austin police officer as well. And the shift I worked up there, we had a lot of military, sometimes with the younger folks not having any military background. I think, uh, well, good example is, is uh, some of the younger folks will come in and they you got a badge, I got a badge, we're equal. And any of us that were in the military and even older law enforcement know that, I don't know if pecking order is the right word, but there, there's a certain, you know, you, you, you have respect for your, your elders, your elder officers, um, right, you know, and so forth. So sometimes I think with a younger generation, uh, they, they can be a little bit believing that they're co-equal coming out of the chute. And that's probably just the nature of our society, really.
0: I know. And it's a shame, but as you look back on your military, you did how many years in Austin? I know you had to leave because of medical.
1: Medical, yeah. I did uh, seventeen years with Austin PD. That's a long time.
0: time. That's a long yeah. time in Austin. Mm-hmm. But looking at your military, Austin, and now you're in Woodsboro, of all mm-hmm. places, mm-hmm. small town politics, small yeah. town law enforcement. Mm-hmm. What are there any parallels? Are there any differences? I mean, other than the size, of course. Yeah. What do you yeah. see? as is it a culture shock? It's, to
1: you? Uh, no, it, it was easy. I think it was an easy transmit, uh, uh, transition for me. Uh, it, it's definitely different working. And I, I will tell you, there are days that I miss working for the big city. I mean, you know, you hit the shift. I primarily work evening shift, and there were usually calls holding when you went on duty, 1041, as we say. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you work straight through the shift. You maybe didn't even get to eat, you know, on days. And there were times where you had to hold over for calls. Uh, it, was, it was go, 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 go uh, and, and some pretty serious calls. I mean, I, I worked everything, even as a patrol officer. I did not go in uh, the detective route with Austin, but I mean, I've worked, uh, uh, assassination hits. They, uh, the, uh, years ago, there was a Mexican mafia lieutenant that had, uh, showed up in Austin. Uh, they were from San Antonio. A crew came up with him and apparently something had occurred that, that went against the mafia. And, uh, and they took him out. I mean, it was a headshot straight up, and I was the first officer on the scene. Literally, the body was still warm. I was that close oh, wow. to rolling up on it. Uh, so, I mean, I've seen everything, done everything you could do. Law enforcement-wise, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much comfortable with, with anything. I feel like I could handle any any uh, any call that, that comes along.
0: Well, as many years as we've been in it, I think we've seen it all. Yeah. Just when you
1: think you've seen it all,
0: something else happens.
1: It is. It is true. But now – like me,
0: mm-hmm. born and raised in a small town like Woodsboro and stuff mm-hmm. like this. It's not a harder transition coming into a chief job from Austin because you're used to small town life. Mm-hmm. You're used to small town politics, so to speak. Yeah. But as opposed to if you were born and raised in an Austin and then you came to a small town. Yeah. I mean, being in this your whole life, mm-hmm. as I'm sorry, as a young man, it helped you adjust very easily. Yeah, working with Infurio County and now Woodsboro Mm -hmm, mm PD.
1: So, yeah, it's it's
0: nothing you can't handle.
1: Right, right.
0: But also, it's nothing. It's something that you were not expecting to
1: be the chief of police. Yeah, no, I definitely was not pursuing it. Was not in my uh, dreams or my bucket list. I had no desire. In fact, uh, when the previous uh, chief uh, Martin De Leon was retiring, I think he retired in May of uh 2021 i believe and ryan gregory who was my predecessor uh was the full-time officer and uh he uh was looking at putting in for the chief's job and i knew ryan back then not as as well as i did later but uh, he even asked me if i had planned on putting in for the uh the chief's job and i said absolutely not i want nothing to do with it i have no interest (laughs) in it and uh now absolutely no yeah Apparently, yeah.
0: no does not mean no, does it? <laughs> Apparently not.
1: Yeah. Uh, so but, yeah.
0: But working for Austin PD or the military, you didn't have these extra overtime gigs like was it Border Star, Stone Garden, things like that? No. That can entice people to come into your agency now. Right. You didn't have that. Right. I mean, no. You had overtime. Yeah. But if you didn't have that here at the PD, you probably wouldn't have overtime.
1: Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah, have we wouldn't. Either. Nope. So,
0: some things are changed, some things are different, Mm -hmm. and it's for the best. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. But
0: it's unfortunately that you have to have Operation Border Star, Lone Lone Star, and these other programs Mm -hmm. because of the influx of drugs coming through, uh, illegals, uh, weapons, and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's meant to also entice officers to come in and work for your agency, work Mm -hmm. for the sheriff's office, whatever. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But somehow, I don't know if people are getting tired of it, they're not aware of it, but it's not enticing people, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The money is there. The overtime's there. But
1: mm-hmm. why
0: aren't they coming in to work? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you getting these officers?
1: I, again, uh, I think uh, across the board. In fact, I, I was speaking with, uh, I've talked to the folks at the school. We're seeing the same things in our schools. Uh, I've talked to folks in the medical community. Same issue. It's just, uh, I don't know if it's, it's just the younger generation is just not interested maybe in the, uh, the service type jobs that, cause these are all essentially service. I mean, whether you're a teacher, medical, police officer, right. uh, there just doesn't seem, seem to be the interest in it. I don't know if, uh, the younger generation is just more interested in, in technical fields. I know computers are big and everybody's got their cell phones. Um, uh, but I, and I'm not saying there's, there's still, you know, we young people that are well qualified and are applying, but certainly not, I don't think like there has been in the past, and a uh, good example is we just went, uh, John Balderamas had been the SRO under the previous uh, chief, uh, Ryan Gregory. Mm-hmm. And uh, John left for a better paying job uh, back last March. And we have been without an SRO since last March. And uh, that was one of my priorities uh, when I took over as interim chief and even uh, as, uh, as full-time chief was to get the SRO position filled. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you, there, we had some applications, um, but it wasn't a, a huge influx. So, uh, as you know, we just hired, I hired an SRO last Friday. and uh,
0: He just started yesterday, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Right. He, he just started with us yesterday.
0: But just think about it. You're stepping into <coughs> a position, a job, a role
1: mm-hmm. that
0: a few years ago, Woodsboro did not have a police department true the sheriff's office covered yes yeah. so to some degree they'll still cover if no one's available but mm-hmm. it was all so and then when we were grown up it was a night watchman maybe mm-hmm. and you had arno wazel who was here forever oh yeah and he was the town deputy more or less yeah people respected arno mm-hmm. he was the law he mm-hmm. ran woodsboro mm-hmm. how many towns still have that sort of concept i mm-hmm. think that dynamic is Mm -hmm. somewhat changing Mm -hmm. and you don't see that anymore. It's kind of like you take your brand new car, you can't take it into Pete's auto shop behind his house. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to take it to the dealership Mm -hmm. because it's all on computers. Mm -hmm. So you can't take it to a garage mechanic anymore. Small towns are going away from, depending on their size, but my opinion is more and more towns are having to get their own departments, Mm -hmm. things like this, because times are changing, uh, Mm-hmm. crime is rising mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, you stepped into a good position here and, and uh, it's a good sort of say retirement job but mm-hmm. but at least you got the experience and how many years have you got?
1: Uh, total military uh, law enforcement and uh, and civilian I probably got over probably 40 years somewhere over 40 years
0: and I'm right at 41, 42 mm-hmm. years so yeah. yeah so we've been in it a long time mm-hmm. and we've seen changes
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But you're seeing it more now as a chief of police. Yes. Yeah. Again, you never expected to step into
1: No, no, no. No, okay. I can remember, well, going all the way back to dispatch, and, and you know, we, we spoke about both going that route too. Yep. Uh, when we hand wrote our dispatch log, uh, logged our, all our 28s, 27s, it was on a handwritten log. Now they've got dual screens up there. Uh, when I went to work for APD, I, I hired on then two, 2001 i believe uh with austin pd and even back at that time we had no body worn cameras we didn't have i didn't in my primary patrol car i didn't have a video camera even back in 2001 i can remember working dwi cases where i would call we only had a few units out there with uh, the vhs tape in car video and uh calling for a unit with a video so i could uh, document my DWI, SFSTs, and so forth. And uh, to the point now where everybody has a body-worn camera. But so that's hard
0: to believe. Back a few years ago, Austin PD didn't even have the cameras in the vehicle.
1: No. no. We When I first started, we didn't even have them. Uh, later on, we had the in-car cameras and we had body mics. And then uh, it was uh, just prior to me leaving back uh, 2016, 2017, when – even Austin PD, who had a lot of resources back in those days, uh, began going with the body worn cameras, which are now a, a norm. Everybody's got them. You've got to have them,
0: right? It is for the best.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. You got to protect yeah.
0: yourself, and you got to protect the people that you're having to deal with. So yeah. No. It, no. It's absolutely. long overdue, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping the technology's there where it's good, it's working, mm-hmm. and you just you got to have it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what mm-hmm. else to say about it. Yeah. But it's amazing to see. You know, when you're talking about. Uh, being a dispatcher, I came in, thank goodness, at the very end, because they were still using the, the teletype, yeah. the, the thin yeah. stuffer. I don't remember what it was. It's so old, even I don't remember, but mm-hmm. it was such an outdated mm-hmm. system that they have. Mm-hmm. But you started at 19, right?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, I started as a dispatcher at 18. And I was still uh, right in high, high school, school
0: myself. Yeah. In you Yeah. And... When I started in Goliad County as a deputy, my first full time gig, Mm -hmm. I was still 20 years old. I turned 21 a week later, Mm -hmm. but I came in at a time where you didn't have to go to an academy. Mm -hmm. I got my college degree in Beeville, associate's degree, and I had to work a full year before I got my license.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
0: that shows you how things have changed. Oh, yeah. Yes, the academies are necessary. You've got to have it. Yeah. But I just wonder how we would have done if we had to have gone to an academy. Mm-hmm. We'll never know. But again, that's progression. That's progress. Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. things you need. I learned on the job. You learned on the job. Mm-hmm. The ones in the last decade or two, they're learning in class and then learning on the job. So yeah. it's, it's all for good. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. But again, um, it's all for good.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. You've got to change with the times and, uh, Technology, I mean, it's it's, it's important. It's it, it's good, uh, in in most ways. I remember when I was a field training officer with Austin. When I started, we used the old Mapsco. Uh, you know, you're, you would ride through your FTO, and the way I was taught is, you know, the call comes out. Uh, we did have the small five-inch uh, screen MDTs uh, mobile data terminal when uh, I first started, but the dispatch would dispatch you the call. You'd get it on your screen. Uh, if you didn't know the area, you looked it up real quickly in your MAPSCO. Go, you scaled back a couple of three streets, so you knew when you were getting close uh, in the area. You need drive right up on whatever you're going to. And uh, by the time I was FTO in late in later years, my rookies were fully dependent on the GPS system. We had GPS system on our mm-hmm. NBCs by that time. We'd gone to the tough books, and uh, one of the things I used to do with them, I said, "We're we're going to operate tonight with no." UPS, and they wide, were huh? yeah they were they would panic, but I mean oh, wow. occasionally it went down uh, the system would go down, and I needed them to know how to operate a map. I mean nowadays everybody's got it on their phone too, so you got that backup and so forth. But uh, it's interesting that like you saw that the the changes we've seen over the years with uh, technology.
0: But then again, I came in the old fashioned way in Goliad in eighty mm-hmm. two, January first of eighty two when I came in. Mm-hmm. You ride the county for a day or two, and hopefully you remember it there's mm-hmm. no maps there's none of that nonsense mm-hmm. we just you learn it learn yeah you learn it so yeah. again progress is a good thing and, yeah and uh i hope it doesn't impede and i don't think it will but use it to their benefit yeah use it to our benefit no no absolutely you, and that's what it's all about
1: yeah i always tell the folks coming in that i train or uh, younger folks that work under me i said you know this the thing about law enforcement is it's a ever-evolving job correct you, you're never there and I told somebody the other day, I said, the day you think you know it all, you might as well take off the badge and hang up the gun because you never know it all. Even in this position, i am it's constantly learning. I'm, I'm learning new things. But frankly, I enjoy talking to some of the young people coming out of the academy and picking their brain about what they're teaching nowadays. Uh, I'm always wanting to learn something new. And I think that's one of the things that, that keeps me active in the job because it's always something new, a new challenge, you know.
0: Yeah, and so. – and- we're both just not ready to get out yet, but we'll know when it's time. Though. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so.
0: I, great talk we had. I mean, uh, yeah, I yeah. enjoyed and, it. And, and I, I enjoyed it also. And I appreciate you being on the podcast. Today. Yes, sir. So uh,
1: anything else you'd like to say? No, I mean, I'm I'm happy to be here. Uh, we, like I say earlier, we just got a, a SRO hired. In fact, I, I was laughing. I told somebody the other day we've doubled our apartment in two days. Uh, cause we've got, uh, it was for a while uh, when I first took over, uh, in September as interim, it was just myself and, uh, officer Christina Cornish. So we've been running Woodsboro, just two officers and I'm a working chief. I mean, I respond, I take calls, I do investigations. I, I certainly am not sitting behind a desk all day. Uh, in fact, I prefer, I still like getting out. I don't mind going out and writing some tickets and, and uh, getting involved in the community. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we've got uh, we picked up another officer from the sheriff's office uh, recently. He's working the Stone Guard Grant for us, and then we've got our SRO, and then we've got Christina. So we're I'm happy right now that there's four of us, and uh, I think we've got a really good team. We all work well together so far. I don't think we have any big egos, which, as you know, sometimes that can be a problem. Yes, yes. So, yes, uh, absolutely. but no, I'm 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 happy. I don't know how long I'll be here. Uh, I'll be 65 this year. Oh, don't and, tell him uh, your age. No. no, don't tell him so, your age. Uh, so, you killer. know, we'll see. But, yeah. uh, but but I'm here for the time now. I've uh, got a great mayor, uh, Mayor K. Roach, uh, and very supportive. we got a good city council right now. So I have to say I'm at a happy place right now. I'm happy with my life. I'm happy where I'm at and, and uh, you know, just looking forward. We'll see see where we go from here.
0: Fantastic. And um, you'll do a great job of knowing you forever. So you'll do a great
1: job. I appreciate it, Bill. I do. Thanks, Russ. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yes, sir.
0: My sincere thanks to Chief of Police Russell Smith for sitting down and doing the interview with me. I had a good time, and I think he did too. Before you leave, don't forget, check us out on our website, com. We're on Facebook as well as on Instagram at uh, CBPOA911. Like us on all these platforms, join us, and we have news all the time. So until we talk to you next time, we are now 10-7, 10-42.